If you're interested in photography, entrepreneurship, or building a business that operates within personal boundaries, then this episode is for you. It's an interview with Greenville, South Carolina's Carter Tippins, a top-notch photographer and a co-owner of the hugely successful production agency, Electric Soul Creative. What I personally have always appreciated about Carter is that he delivers old soul wisdom in a kindly way. His heart is to see his fellow creatives and entrepreneurs succeed, so he openly shares life lessons that he's learned. I hope you enjoy our talk. Guys, I'm pumped today to have Carter Tippins on the show. This is an honor. Carter's been a little bit of a mentor to me the past couple of years since I met him through a mutual Facebook group. Carter's now with Electric Soul, and I'm just going to read the bio of Electric Soul here. It's a visual, creative agency crafting images and stories for brands around the world. So Carter, could you start with telling us a little bit more about Electric Soul and then what your role here is? Sure. Uh, Electric Soul is super fun. Okay. So my trajectory of how I got here is that I started Carter Tippins Photography 12 years ago. Okay. A while ago. And it was me, myself, and a camera, and anybody that I brought on to be on set with me, assistants, people that I was training, all of that stuff. And along the same time, I guess halfway through that, one of my really good friends started his, he started Micah Taylor Films. Okay. And then Micah Taylor Films became, he, he was doing similar work, similar idea and soul behind it, but in motion while I was doing all stills. And then he started Electric Soul out of that. Okay. So Micah Taylor Films became Electric Soul Productions. Mm-hmm. And it's a dope name. Yes. <laughs> that, stuck, that sticks with you. It does. And so we teamed up a long time ago and started doing projects together. I think one of the first Instagram pictures on the Electric Soul feed is me taking pictures. Okay. It's like, hey, we're on set together doing this thing. So from the very beginning, we were side by side. Mm-hmm. Then in 2019, it was like the same weekend, we had the, uh, we both had the idea of, what if we did this actually together? What if we made something that was bigger than just you and me, where people weren't just knowing Carter, call mm-hmm. Carter, get him to come shoot it, call Micah, get him to do film. Uh, do motion with it, but we were moving in a larger direction. With photography, there's often two paths. Okay. There's the do it yourself, move to a big city, try to get agency representation, like get a photo agent to take you and specialize in one way to where you're known as the car guy. You're known as the cosmetics product photographer. But I am way more motivated by my client experience and customer experience and my process and how I create images than the subject matter. So I didn't want to be defined by my subject matter. I wanted to build unique imagery for the people that I was partnering with. So I have the skill set to be able to 
not be an iguana or not an iguana yeah. chameleon, yes. right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but to understand what we're going after and then technically make that come to life. So that can often seem as watered down or decaf. Mm-hmm. But if you're the customer, like in the photography realm, it's looked yep. as decaf. Like this guy doesn't know what's his real voice. What's his thing? does a lot of things. He or, does everything. Yeah. What's he going to do? Well, but from a customer perspective, like this guy goes all in yeah. to understanding my company, my goals, my trajectory and who my viewer is. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. So I found that there was a market for that, went after it. Me and Micah were having coffee. Mm-hmm. He was doing the same thing, yep. but with motion. We decided, hey, let's build a big team. Let's build something that takes this vision bigger and yeah. wider and longer and mm-hmm. all of those things. That's yep. not just our name on the sign. And so we put our heads together and we said, let's start building a company. And we wrote it all out. We figured out what we wanted to do who our target market was, hmm. what it would look like to be both stills and motion and how we would go about that. And then we spent like a couple of weeks workshopping names for the company. Okay. And I finally came in and I'm like, it's electric soul. Like well, it, it just it. is <laughs> like, you already have it. You already have brand establishment. Tough to like top. it's already, it's already growing. I, I'm, I'm cool with yeah. coming on. Yeah. Under that name. And so we changed it to Electric Soul Creative. Okay. I say that the C is from Carter coming Absolutely, in. Absolutely. I like that. <laughs> and did that for a while. Okay. And then we officially launched in 21. Okay. But we had been working together for six years. Okay. Previously. And and done, like we had the groundwork laid yeah. before. This we, was like a grand opening in 21. Grand opening, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. How has your role changed from when you first started? You went from just a sole photographer or a solo photographer. How has your role changed now, given that this is more of an agency? What's your day-to-day? What's the difference between your day-to-day back then and then now? So back then it was you're hiring me to push the button. Okay. Now you hire Electric Soul to carry your vision. Mm, So it's less about the person behind the camera and more about the experience that the customer's getting. Sure. Delivered through a team. Delivered through a team. Mm -hmm. So they'll come in and be like, hey, let me talk to – I want Carter. I want want what he has. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm happy to do that. Talk to Emmy, get it produced. Uh, talk to Taylor. He's going to work on some creative aspects of this and get it coordinated. Uh, me and Michael will come in and do a creative meeting. How about yeah. motion? Do you need that? Um, Alyssa's going to handle editing some. I'm going to handle editing. We're all touching the project throughout the whole thing. So I have to sell something more than just my personality and my good yes. looks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to sell a team that's trustworthy and that is understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's a larger, a larger buy-in from, from people because yep. it's harder to not have a plan Yeah, because you're going to be checked in along the way with each person. Absolutely. There's so many people with their hand involved in making the project a success that it requires more planning on the front end, if I'm understanding it right. Sure. So my role is a lot more 
like I have to think about how we're growing Electric Soul, where we're going, what our sales trajectory is, who are our next customers, as well as managing our team. Like, how's mm-hmm. our team doing? How are we clicking? How's all of that working? Um, and then my primary role is over stills. Okay. Right. So just over photography, but the whole company is, you know, we're we're together in all things that we're doing. So. What have you learned since 2021 in that process of shifting from button clicker to manager of process? So in the last year, a lot of what I have learned has been you're only as strong as your core. Okay. And so trying to condition that to grow. So working a lot on our team so that it's not just an idealistic view and say like, oh, yeah, this person can handle it. Just go and run with it. It'll be great and hands off. But does that person have the support? The support. Yep. Do they know what they're going after? Like how can we work together to build this out? And how can I still go in and be be a photographer? Like I love shooting pictures. Sure. I don't ever want to not be shooting pictures. Yeah. But I want to – shoot the best and I want to have people around me and I want to support my team Mm -hmm. and make them feel empowered and make them feel honored and like they have that they carry weight in what they're doing. So that means me stepping back a little bit Mm -hmm. from carrying everything all the time, doing all Mm -hmm. the everything like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can respond on text. I can hit an email. I can do it. I'm with my kids, but I'll talk to you. And, but a lot of like, Let's stick to the process. If you have that question, that one goes to production. That goes through our producer. If you have a question about this, it can come to me. If it's about the big idea and the creative vision, come Mm -hmm. to me and let things fall where they can. So it's it's more strategic of a role, but it's fun. It's a new creative endeavor. Nice. So much good stuff to go through here. I'm excited. I want to hit some personal questions, Carter. The lightning round of personal questions right here. We want to flesh out who you are as a person, not just a creator and a photographer. I'm ready. Carter, what was an athlete? Who was an athlete that you looked up to as a kid? Of course, everybody looks up to Michael Jordan, right? Like as a kid growing up in the 90s. Great answer. That's that's it. However, I always loved, uh, he was a shortstop for the St. St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith, yep. Whenever I was growing up, okay. he would go out and do backflips on the That's right. Like on the Flip. field. And he just had this personality that was super was charismatic. interesting, charismatic. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know if he was ever really that great of a ball player, but I always had a Ozzie Smith jersey you or did? I love the St. Louis Cardinals. So I had Cardinals hats and I was always like, Ozzie Smith's my guy. I had his baseball cards. Yeah, I don't know the what cards. the stats were. Yep. That shows a lot about me as a kid and a lot about <laughs> me now. It's like, if things are super interesting, I'm all in. <laughs> I could care less you of the performance. You were batting averages. No, not at all. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> But that that's uh, I, I liked I liked his personality. That's unique, Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Smith, yeah. Good call. How would your class high school classmates describe you? If I met up with them now, hey, what was Carter like in '99? Uh, they would say he's a nice guy. 
<laughs> he was a nice guy, man. Vanilla. Yeah, right. But in high school, I, I bet they would. I, I don't know what other. Were people you on think. any extracurriculars? Were you band kid. Some art student. Art yeah, student. not. That's play a lot of video games. No, I did. I didn't do much of that. I I had a, I had a couple of good friends, okay. and I played music, so I played guitar a okay. lot, and I made friends. Okay. So nothing super spectacular, but that's pretty much what you do now. Yeah, make friends. Right. Make so lots I was of kind of the same. I still play guitar. You do? <laughs> Just yeah. How are your calluses? Yeah, uh, they're they're fine. They're, there. They're fine. I haven't played much this week, but I got a new guitar a few weeks ago. Ooh, so what brand, wonderful. real quick? It's a Gresh okay. uh, electric yep. guitar. Sweet, man. Would you rather travel back in time or into the future? Oh, back in time. Okay. Easy. Easy. Nice. I had you pegged for the future. What era? So the future freaks me out okay. in some ways. And I have kids. I don't want to miss a thing. Right. Okay, so to true. move to the future, be like Skipping futuristic, years. see my mm-hmm. kids growing up and then wondering, did I make the right decisions to yeah. help them grow? It's like, I don't want to miss any of that. Okay. Like that Aerosmith song, right? Yeah. Don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> and if I could go back, back to a certain era, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of times where yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of my one of my dreams. One decade. One, or, yeah, I, I would love to go to like the American West whenever it was the American okay. West. Yeah, right. Like I, feel that. I have a deep like <clears throat> cowboy sense in my spirit. Yeah, the chaps and right, right. campfire. Uh, so that would be like one one part where I'd want to go. I'd also love to go to like early American times, seventy six. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. I, I just I like I like our country. Yeah. And my family's been here since like the 1600s. Okay. Like the Tippins family. So like a lot I can, of heritage. I can look back and see God. where we came over. Jamestown, and, 1607. Yeah, right, right. Like up there. And um, I think it was like 1640s or something yes. crazy to where we were here before the revolution. And so there's a part of me that's like, I want to dig into that, mm-hmm. that culture. I want to see what my family was like. You That'd know, we've, so we've lived here. In America, longer than we've lived, longer than my history went back anyway. Sure. So it's just kind of cool. Good answer. Vacation, beach or the mountains? I want to live in the mountains and vacation at the beach. Oh. I want to go out my back door and hike. Nice. But then I like to go to the beach and just get a suntan. It's like you prepared for the lightning round questions, and I did not send these to you. So good work. I'm on my toes, man. I'm good at this. Caffeine is kicking in. <laughs> Name a shoe or boot brand that you are loyal to. This is because I'm a sneakerhead. Like, I got to know. Hmm. So recently, I realized that Wolverine yeah. and... The boot brand. Wolverine, the boot brand. Yeah. And Chaco okay. are the same. They're owned by the, the same, same company? company. Okay. This is interesting. And I love Chacos. Yeah. And I have Wolverine boots. So I'm like, oh, apparently that's a company that I nice. The fit works. In. Yeah. The look. So I have Chaco boots. I have Chaco sneakers and sandals, and then I have yeah. Wolverine boots. Great, fascinating tidbit. I'm glad to get that. Last one. Name a song from high school that you know every lyric to. Oh man, I know a lot of lyrics. Name music, three songs. Music is huge. Okay. For me, and especially high school music. I listen to a lot of fun, 
punk rock, and I, I know all the pop songs from that okay. time, right? So, uh, give us one. Well, what the is? Super Bowl, right? Like that was oh, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Dre <laughs> and late 90s Snoop Dogg and mm-hmm. Eminem and Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. and I was watching that with my parents, and. And my wife, and I was like, I knew every line to all the songs. And I was like, I didn't realize that was locked in my brain, that it Mm -hmm. was there. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, we've never heard these songs. I'm like, I didn't play these for you (laughs) whenever we were listening. But I I knew all of those, which was a lot of fun. But I I know like a lot of MXPX songs. Okay. Very simple, but I know a lot of those words. Uh, I just know them as a... A patch on the backpack of the punk kids. Sure. I would yeah. see it there. Yeah. But I never heard a song. And then I was I was big into like the scene at that time. So the scene? Like, is that yeah, a band? So, or like I mean, had a, okay. I had a hardcore like a hardcore band and okay. like a it was like punk band, hardcore band, kind of mixed in all yeah. the screamo, all that stuff. And so a lot of music came out during that time and I know all okay. those words from Taking Back Sunday, or from now that you're asking me, I can't think of any of the band names. But uh, Taking Back Sunday, I know. I was a whole expecting album. like Vanilla Ice, or no, not I'm not, or Warren G, or something. No, not as much. Like okay. I, I have the hip hop, but like rock is my mm-hmm. soul. Like it's like it's in there. I want to be called rock and roll, right? Okay. I know a, a lot of Beatles songs. Okay, I know all the words to them. My we listened to those growing up. That's not high school. Okay. But music's been so intertwined in my life, and there's different time periods for everything. But my family listened to the Beatles growing up, and that was big okay. for me. Formative. Formative, yeah. My my mom listened to all kinds of music. She sure. always knew all the pop songs. She knew all the country songs. She knew all the like oldie songs. Yep. Like She just retains lyrics and melodies and all of that. Enjoy and so I... I, the radio was always on. There was always music playing. Hmm. And we learned learned all the songs. So, God, it's fun. All right, back to business. Okay, <laughs> that was so fun. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Carter, you regularly work with some pretty splashy names: General Electric, Milliken, Ryobi, companies of that of that sort. For those just getting into commercial photography, those of us starting out our third year of full time photography, projects of this stature could lead to some nerves. So I want to hear from you. What was the process like moving up the chain of client quality and how did you manage the balance to where you're challenging yourself, but you're not getting in over your head? And do you ever experience nerves now? So that balance of like, I'm going to stretch a little bit. It's maybe a little out of my comfort zone, but then not stretching so far that you just flub it up. (laughs) Of course I have nerves. Okay. Like it's, really? that's totally human to, to perform. Like before you go to perform, you're going to have that, like those nerves. Yes. It's what you do this with it. It's encouraging to hear. It's what you do with it that <clears throat> makes yeah. you who you are. Yeah. Right. There's the, Making the it. stoic philosophy of you experience all the emotions. It's just how you act upon those. Sure. Okay. So of, of course you're going to have nerves. You're going to be up against it. But you start to learn to trust your experience. Okay. And you learn to go off of things that you've already done, right? Like um, good judgment comes from experience. Most of that experience comes from poor judgment. Yes, the best. So the more that you're doing it, the better Mm -hmm. you're going to get. 
along yeah. the way okay. with with what you're creating. So, yes, I get nervous. I was okay. nervous last week about a shoot. I was nervous before every shoot. I'll go to my wife and Man. I'm packing my bag and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm nervous about tomorrow." This she's is like, really eye opening. She's like, "Well, you're gonna be nervous. Yeah, that's that's part of it. That yeah. helps you. That kicks your adrenaline in." To where you're aware of the world, your yeah. your vision goes wide yeah. Yeah. rather than super narrow, and you're taking it all in. And yep. I think that's part of what helps us to be great photographers. Sure, is we're taking in the whole picture of yep. everything that we see. We're yep. finding those small details. <clears throat> we're finding the the meat behind it, yep. and we're bringing all that together. So, the more you know. <laughs> The better you are, right? Sure. And so in experience, in testing, in trying new things, in knowing your equipment, like yes. I I don't change equipment, but every 10 years, yep. right? Like I want to be very familiar with that yeah. so that the camera is just part of what Second I, nature. Second nature, Yep. right? Um, and I want to know it. I want to know my... I want to know how to read light. So I know what it's like inside. I know what that exposure is, what I need to set my camera to. I know what Sunny's, you yep. know, Sunny 16 rule, right? Okay. Um, I want to <clears throat> know what my shadow exposures are so that it just, once all that's up there, you don't have to think about it all the time. Sure. And you're not just dependent on your, your technology working. So as you were strolling into General Electric the other week or two weeks ago, whatever, what was going through your mind? Well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Sure. So I started as a photo assistant. Like full-time, 12 years ago, I was full-time photo assistant. Okay. Because that's the way that I learn is with my hands mm -hmm. and with my boots. Right. I, yep. I want to be in it. You're there. And I want to absorb it and I want to be in the moment. So a lot of like homework or taking courses or any of that stuff. Like it's harder for me to learn, but I want to be in it. Yep. So I had a job with three great photographers hmm. that had been doing photography longer than I had been alive. And they had shot stuff back in the eighties and the nineties yeah. and like all through the change from film to digital and had figured all that out and had still made it out on top. And mm -hmm. they, took me under their wing and I learned how three very different personalities handled situations mm. and handled their creative and what they did, what their mm. hits were, what their, um, where they needed support yeah. and things that they didn't do yeah. so well. And so that was just what I was doing as a freelancer. Mm. I was just like, how can I get in the room with these people yeah. and see how they're doing this? Mm -hmm. So that I don't have to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so I just wanted to learn. Like I I was hungry for it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, it. But it wasn't for shooting okay. at that point. I didn't call my photographer myself a photographer for like three or four years after being full time in it. I was sure. like, I'm gonna hold on to that. Yeah. Because whenever I say that, I want it's it to different. be, I want to be true. I want yeah. to be able to show up to any situation yep. and know that I can conquer yep. it or at least that I can figure it out. For that, sure. I, that I want to think enough on my toes to where I'm not fumbling around, yep. but start confidently. Yep. 
So I call it like photo grad school. Okay. Was, was assisting, nice. right? It was like three yes. or four years. Absolutely. Found a bunch of photographers to learn from, friends, and just Lots found what they were doing and just yep. tried to tried to learn it. So in that, mm-hmm. I saw how different photographers went about what they were doing, how they were showing up, mm-hmm. what it was like going to a project, what to expect, what not to expect, and learned how to learned how to go off of that. Okay. So how did that inform you walking into GE? Are you like supremely confident as you stroll in there with gear, just like I'm picturing, you know, like Rambo. Ultimate, yeah, yeah. Ultimate confidence, like clipping belts of memory cards on you. a bandolier. Is that what it's called? Yeah, but, um, no, no, no. Or it's, were it's, you like, okay, we got to do this. Like where was your head? Yeah. Well, that job in particular, I wasn't on. Okay. For, that was an electric soul project that the one a few weeks ago, like just, just cause I'm trying to picture it in my head. I'm like, Oh, that was, that was great. But that was a really cool project. A lot of that was a motion team. We had done some headshots oh, previously for other stuff. homework. No, it was great. It, it, it was a big project for us. Uh, but I personally wasn't on it, but okay. on a shoot similar, similar, similar. Sure. Milliken, right? Obi. Yeah, I mean, sure. Sure. Any of those. Uh, it was even last week, like we worked for a community college, but okay. it was a large production. We mm-hmm. were building a campaign for what they were doing. So in going into that, I knew that my truck was loaded yeah. a few days in advance. Okay. I was, I had all the things, the yep. doohickeys and thingamajigs yep. and my toolbox. And I know that if I'm showing up and I have the right ingredients, I can make yep. a meal. Yep. Clamps, cards, lenses. Yeah. Cases. So I, I knew what the campaign was. I knew what I was going after. I knew what I wanted to look for. And I had to keep okay. reiterating that to myself along the way. So the thoughts in my head were, do I have a good plan? Okay. Do I have snacks? Mm, <laughs> crucial. <laughs> um, and and crucial. do I have my people? Okay. Right? Like I'm yep. so motivated by my people and knowing that my team's there with me. It's you know, like the slow motion walk with the smoke that's behind you, totally you know, picturing. right? Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine-Nine, yep. like mm-hmm. the intro. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel okay. a lot of times. I'm only as good as the people around me. Good stuff. So five years ago, that would have been two or three years ago, I guess, before the official start of Electric Soul. Mm-hmm. But what advice would you give Carter Tippins five years ago? Man, five years ago was hard as crap. Really? In my life. Okay. I, Flush it out. I was I was looking back over over photos and my photo mm-hmm. reel and what life was like at that time and trying to reminisce a good bit. And man, it was hard. Family wise, business wise, all of it. Okay, right. Personal. Like so, I was I was out fully on my own shooting. Okay, um, handling projects, handling coordination. That was a big transition time for me. Like I had worked. I, like tooth and nail trying mm-hmm. to just make ends meet and barely making it. Mm-hmm. We had two little babies and life was hard at home. Jeez. <laughs> I was yeah. working in a, in like I had a home office yep. by myself. All my stuff was in one room. Kids were crying. Diapers needed to be changed. You know, all that all at one time. And I was like, okay, How I can do I this. Do it yeah. yeah. And, and I have ADHD. So anytime that there's other stuff going on around me, like it's super hard to focus. Mm-hmm. And so all of this stuff was going on and I'm like, okay, I can 
work on this photo for a little bit and then talk to my wife over here and yep. then change this diaper and then go work out. And, and it was hard to stay focused. But I f- was in a coffee shop and I had a uh, – there was somebody in there that was focused mm-hmm. in a coffee shop. And yeah. I was like, hey, I need to learn what you're learning. <laughs> like, how do you do this? Uh, it was on a conference call and I was just like eavesdropping. Yep. And he uh, became a mentor and Jeez. was just like – yeah, here, here's my here's my company. I run in this uh, web design agency. We have a video production company, all this stuff. And he's like, we we run out of this co working space over here uh, in West West okay. Greenville. Mm-hmm. And he was like, come over here for a month and just see if it helps you yeah. progress. And so I did, and I was able to focus a lot more. So five years ago, I reached out for help. I think was Man. a lot of the things that changed my my game. So. I reached out. You know, I got that uh, that help. I leaned more on uh, an assistant that I have. Sure. And, like really helped him to where, or got him to a place where he was like, "Okay, I got you." Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what. And I just went to him over and over and over again. He yeah. still works with me, Oscar. Sure. Uh, and then I spent a lot of money to go to a workshop. Okay, that was stuff that I already knew how to do, but Mm -hmm. it offered me mentorship. Okay. (laughs) And it was hard. It was, I try, I almost didn't go because I didn't have enough money to pay for Mm -hmm. the ticket and just had to keep digging and, you know, do whatever it took to, to get there. But it was one of the best decisions that I made because it, it sparked my creativity and it put Mm -hmm. me in a place of, it helped my backbone grow Mm -hmm. stronger. Okay. Helped me realize that I knew the things that I was confirmed that maybe confirmed. you weren't yeah, a, yeah. a newbie. Right. You were not a rookie. And you know? apart from and it gave me a chance <clears throat> to get away from all of the mm. hard stuff. Yeah. And spend a week really hmm. digging okay. uh, as a retreat and as all of that stuff. So that was it was with um a film lab out in okay. Utah. Yeah. Uh called the Find Lab. Okay. And uh, it's ran by an amazing photographer, Jonathan Canlis. Okay. And John started this whole film is not dead mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always shot film. Yeah. And he is a, a, a teacher. And he wants people to come and learn mm-hmm. and to buy in and to shoot film because yeah. it helps a lot. Yeah. It helps grow your creativity and helps you understand hmm. the world in a different way as a photographer. So he had a book and I read his book and then yeah. I saw this, uh, I saw that this workshop was going on and it was like how to light and use film, like how to use strobe and film yeah. in dark situations and all okay. that. Peaked your interest. It was like, yeah, it was like film uh, Ninja Warrior, yeah. right? It was kind all of these like, different settings. I'm going to throw you into all these things and <laughs> yeah. then you just kind yeah. of make it happen. And and that was the thing you went to in Utah? In Utah. Five years ago? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it was almost exactly five years ago. Mm-hmm. It was March of... Hmm. Five years ago, whatever year that was. And we started in like a damp, dark garage. And, you know, whenever you think of film these days, you think of color negative film, you think of bright and airy, like shot with the contacts, like Fuji film, like all that was so huge. And to go into like, it was like 930 at night, it was dark and we were in this garage and we had music playing and we were shooting and I'm like, this is my happy place. This is where I had spent the last, you know, 
okay. chunk of my life was in studios yeah. where it was dark and we just had music playing and we were mm-hmm. shooting pictures and but and I had shot film on location all over the place and that was a huge creative boost for me sure. was digging into film and so incorporating those two things together while having a teacher mm. while creating new friends it was like a community experience because it was a workshop and we stayed in one house together we all ate food together Mm. like we had all these meals and we just talked and then we had oversight from john who had been doing it forever and we just meshed and it was super beneficial so i ended up going back uh, a couple of times to that workshop to help out as well as um, to some other events that were going on out there and just became really close to the group of mm-hmm. close to my lab where I was yeah. sending my film to begin with and then got mentorship from someone who's excellent at what they do and not to replicate exactly the yeah. photos that he was doing, but to just glean from someone else who's doing it. That's yeah. what I, like I said earlier, like that's where I learn. Yep. I want to be in the room sure. with these people to see how they're doing, to see their creativity come out. That's how I learn. And so to get in the room mm-hmm. with someone who's as influential and who is um, as good at what they do as they are, yeah, I it was it was great. God. So your advice to the young Carter was to seek help. Don't be afraid to find your spots of weakness and look at someone who is overcome those in some way get mentorship which you did through this awesome getaway and then community which i think is a huge part so all right carter i know you tend to view cameras and lenses as tools in the tool bag you don't get super sentimentally attached to gear from what i've gathered but i need to hear about a camera or a lens that has stole your heart stole my heart's a heart a hard so sell. icy cold about these things. <laughs> like, I have photos that have stolen my heart okay. that I've shot through different cameras. Okay. Uh, I love my Roloflex. What the heck is that? <laughs> Roloflex. Some of us don't dabble with the film. What <laughs> the hell? Rolo- Roloflex. Roloflex. Right, right. It's my Rolodex. I'm going to attach that. No, my Roloflex. It's a twin lens, right? It's got the two lenses on the front. You look down, waist level. Vivian okay. Mayer. I don't know if you ever saw Is Finding Vivian Mayer. From 1932? Yeah. So okay. the camera was from 1962. And... The way the thing that I really love is yeah. things that have life to them. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm an old soul in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always at, from the mentorship stuff, from yeah. all of this stuff. Like, one of the things that's huge in me is finding things that are already existing and tapping into it. Not trying to reinvent myself yeah. and find the newest, flashiest thing. I want to see what's worked and what's been tried and true throughout the point. last time. Yep. So I'm not on flashy photographers.com yes sony rumors <laughs> yeah youtube youtube uh stuff or whatever like i'm <laughs> i'm reading robert cap you know like i want to okay. i want to i want to learn from uh, these guys uh what they were doing back in the 30s and sure. 40s and you know whenever 35 millimeter was just coming out yeah and everything was black and white like what that was like i'm, I'm i want that mm-hmm. right so um my rolly is from 1962. I went mm-hmm. off the serial number. It's a 2.8 F. 
and it had fallen off the shelf somewhere. And so it was busted and hadn't been used for a while whenever I got it. Mm -hmm. So I got it at a deal and sent it off to get rebuilt. And so so some of the mechanics don't Mm -hmm. work. But the fact that someone's entire career was built upon one little black box. Is that right? Like a person, there was a person way The way that film worked, the way that portraits worked, portrait studios Mm -hmm. worked for so long before the digital era was that you invested in a camera and then you shot film and developed it. Sure. And you shot the same thing and you got really comfortable with it and you developed your style and you made your whole business off Mm -hmm. of that. So with this Rolly, like it, it could have been two or three generations of careers, right? Of just thousands of photos through this camera that had been used since the 60s and then fell off the shelf and then became an heirloom or something. But then I got it rebuilt and I shot pictures with it. I love it. Um, Does it have any technological limitations? Like, do you have to, does it need to be a portrait or can you do, I mean, like shutter speed limitations or anything or? It's a, it's a working camera. It just, it's the lens is in the camera, you know, it's like one box. Sure. Um, So it's not, super versatile but that's yeah. part of what makes it unique you Why know like t- i think that i think that today in the digital era mm-hmm. and what we do we look for versatility right we yeah. want to see the thing that has the highest iso mm-hmm. we want to see see how fast it can shoot pictures we want it yep. to um be able to function in all these different yeah. settings and i believe in creativity within constraint Okay. I'm not trying to break down the walls to mm-hmm. go do everything. I want parameters. Yes. <laughs> and I want to I want to create within that. And film really gives that to you cuz you you're not going to shoot the same film stock inside as you are outside. You're not going to shoot black and white at a flower. Yeah. Field no. field yeah. of flowers. Right. Gardens, right, right. You're going to you're going to look for color film for yep. that to tell that story. So, um Thinking of that, once you load it, you have 12, 16, 32 photos that you have to make in that setting before you move on. You know, you're not just going to cool. bump up the ISO Thinking and go over here yeah. and go do this other thing. That's pretty neat it's like, I'm going to create everything I can in this setting. Yeah. I'm going to understand the light. I'm going to meter it once. Mm-hmm. So where my exposure is the same and mm-hmm. I'm going to make something great in these 12 mm-hmm. frames. Mm-hmm. And then I can reload and move on. Sure. Totally so, different mindset. Totally different from mindset. From how it is now. No. Now, now, whenever you start, you can just, you can shoot anywhere. You can go anywhere. Yep. You can, you want one ring to rule them all, right? right. <laughs> you want one camera to rule them all. Yep. You're going to get a 16 to 105 yep. lens. Mm-hmm. So it's like wide to telephoto. Yep. And bump up your ISO and shoot yep. everything. That's just not the way that I function. Okay. I don't think that there, that's really wrong. I yeah. just the what's built my core and what's built my story is those constraints mm-hmm. finding those things not bumping up your iso over 400 sure just to see what what that's like yeah. um use one lens as long as possible before you move to another one so that you mm-hmm. maximize it and understand it mm-hmm. to its fullest so that then you can move on mm-hmm. so I, I mean, if I had to get a tattoo, it'd probably be a, a roll flex. Okay. Like just because I believe in that like style, it's got yeah. design to it. I think it's beautiful. It's it's as much like a thing that you would want to carry around as like a conversation piece as it is anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I gotta look that up. Yeah. 
Where do you get visual inspiration from? Movies, comic books, songs. Does a muse come down and strike you? Music is always going. Really? Always going yeah, in my head. Yeah. Always going I've been on. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like hmm. whenever I'm around, I have do you feel like that translates playing. out or kind of? I hope so. Yeah. You know, I don't listen to a lot of like soft jams. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't think that my work really has a ton of like soft jams to okay. it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, no listen, I listen vibe. to a lot of rock, yeah. uh, rock and roll and like. I I want my work to ha- have some of that edge, you know, some of that some yeah. of that uh, vibrance in the totally. same way that that would come out. Huh. Um, I listen to lo-fi, okay, which you know I'm in the film world too, okay. right? Like that's a that's a big part of what I find is inspiration. That vinyl from. It's or like what, uh, just, a band or what? It's just lo-fi? like a type of it's just very simple instrumental, okay, um, right. work. I so, that up too. Uh, um, and. I I don't have a record player. I have a record player, but I don't love the sound of it. I yeah. want like a tube record player, okay. but I'm too cheap to mm-hmm. get one. But if I had to spend vinyl, like I would, okay. that would get that that. that seems very true to me, you know. Yeah. But I don't I don't dabble in it. It's okay. too expensive. <laughs> I'd rather shoot film. <laughs> uh, but as far as like visual inspiration, mm-hmm. man, I I am. Always trying to look around the world and see what's mm-hmm. what's beautiful around us, and I am motivated by people. So having great conversation sure. helps me think creatively. Mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, so that's coming mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and I want to be around people that are doing creative things. Yeah. So rather than replicating somebody else's work or seeing an image and be like, "Oh man, that's great," mm-hmm. I want to connect with imagery from the way that that person did it mm. and then be inspired to make my own. Yep. So there was a, a while where it was like, shoot different things the way that other people do it mm-hmm. to try to emulate that yep. and learn craft, the technique, learn the techniques. Yep. And then it was always going to be mine in the end, mm-hmm. but I wanted to find, find something of value in what they were doing so that I could go and make something of value in the way that I would do it. Yes. That makes sense. So I was really inspired. One of my, one of my best friends is a wedding photographer and he is very particular with his style, with Mm -hmm. his aesthetic, with what he's going after and his excellence in that field. And I'm inspired by his commitment to what he does. Yes. So we were able to be like, We've been able to be pals for a long time and spur each other on in committing to what we're going after. Even though you're not trying to emulate his visual style, you're not looking at his... No, we could talk about... We could shop talk all all day long. It's more the craft and the process behind what he's doing to get to to those images. Right. So now whenever... And because I look at the person behind the camera Mm -hmm. as much as I look at the picture, like I am... I can look at something and be like, oh, Brian shot that one. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet he shot that. Sure. Like I know what yeah. he brings to the table. Yeah. Or I can see where my uh, other friend shot it. Uh, this portrait looks like this person's. God. Oh, I bet they did it. It's got their flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's consistency in what they're building and what they're going after. And just it's like the signature. It's like their signature dish. I, I, I – 
connect everything to cooking a lot. I'm, sure. I'm not a good cook. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like I don't even care about food very much, but I love the idea of cooking, oh, uh, man. that I love the, the spices and the recipes yeah. and how restaurants come to life. And, um, but I, I, I eat normal food all the time. <laughs> so for our starting inside hustling photographers, I think what you wrestle with early on is you got to take a lot of work because you need to pay bills and you need to learn how to shoot in different settings. But that can be at odds a little bit with developing this signature dish like you're talking about. And I know for myself personally, especially I have run into just taking all kinds of work at the detriment of really going deep on whatever I love and feel very comfortable with. How would you suggest a person navigate that? Picasso has a quote. Okay. Hey, yeah, smart. <laughs> uh, learn the rules like a pro so that you can break them like an artist. Mm. So mm. that rings true with me. It's like if you don't know what you're doing, you're never going to know what you're doing. Okay. So learn the rules like a pro. Learn the rules like, like a pro so you can break them like an artist. God. Then you're getting all the technical out of the way. You're mm -hmm. going in and creating. Okay. So, yes, shoot everything. Like have a camera with you, shoot everything, find the things that like, if you only have a hundred bucks mm -hmm. and you want to start shooting pictures, like get a Holga, like a small yep. little film camera yep. and spend the rest of your money on film okay. and then just shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, Holga is not going to be super consistent, but you could get a, yeah. uh, like a 35 millimeter camera from a pawn yeah. shop or whatever Yes, and get one film stock and just load it up with that mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And then you shoot that one camera, you get really comfortable with it, mm -hmm. you start to develop your sense of style without a huge investment. Sure. Right? You can do we bought we bought a bunch of cameras for like $75 a few years ago because yeah. my whole team was like, we're all getting film cameras. And so I'm like, <laughs> let's start with a 35 millimeter and a yep. fixed lens and yep. um, shoot Portrait 400 and it'll be yep. great. And then you can learn that aesthetic and you know yep. when to shoot it and when not, you know, yeah. when when to play the note and when to pause, mm. when to rest, right? So we did all that. It wasn't a very big investment. Yeah, You're going to spend more on film and processing than you are yeah. a camera. Yep. And that's a whole lot easier to do to get into it, to understand what you're going after than spending $1,000 mm -hmm. on a camera with a bad lens mm -hmm. and that's not going to be very aesthetically pleasing. And then you're going to try to shoot blurry subjects at night because the camera says that you can shoot in night mode. Yeah. You're going to go shoot indoors and then go outside and then you're going to shoot at F16 on autofocus outside. And you're going to be like, why doesn't this look great? Because mm -hmm. the camera's doing all the work. Yep. Whereas if you start with nothing, <laughs> you yep. start by doing it all mechanically. You get a, a book from, uh, I have a book upstairs that's, uh, uh Hedgeco or something? No, John, it's, it's like Hedgeco. it's like uh, how to shoot 35 millimeter film. Sure, Just right? Textbook ha photography right. with 35 millimeter right film down the middle. And I got it from a thrift store, yep. and it's from 1992 mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. But all of those things reign true yep. in developing our art. Mm -hmm. And so, at the core of a lot of those things, that's where that's the encouragement that I would give. Okay, is put constraints around yourself. Yeah, only shoot in one setting. And then master it, mm -hmm. and then move on to the next one. Mm. If you don't know how to use strobe, mm -hmm. don't push yourself to use strobe yet. Okay. Shoot in your setting yeah. until you see the need for the next sure. thing. 
if you only shoot with the 50 millimeter lens, mm -hmm. then just shoot with the 50 millimeter lens, mm -hmm. but maximize it. Don't just shoot at one, two, shoot at F 22, see what the settings are, you know, push yourself sure. within what you have so that you're excellent in what you're doing and then move on to the next one. Like Don't that. buy a zoom lens mm -hmm. that can do everything all the time mm -hmm. and then try to refine your style. It's just not going to help. Yeah, there's almost too much coming at you or too many options. Too many options. Yeah. And you're going to you're gonna shoot so much variety that you're not going to be consistent and you're not going to know what you like and what you don't. I like that. So we talked a little bit about visual inspiration, bringing it back to Electric Soul. Are there business businesses that you look up to, business leaders, um, companies, corporations, just any type of um, any organization that you get some inspiration from in terms of like, hey, this is how we want to run Electric Soul. This is how we want to treat our team members. This is the legacy that we want to create as a company. Do you have any of those? I feel like all my answers are the same. <laughs> What's this one? <laughs> it's like... Is this going to be about the Rolly? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rolleiflex. I'm inspired by the Rolleiflex. No, um, uh, shoot film, right, right. Um, no, I... Uh, I want to bring everything close to home and I want okay. to be in the room, yeah. right? So I have a mentor who had a business that had a very similar ethos mm -hmm. as Electric Soul. Mm -hmm. And he built his company and community similar to Electric mm -hmm. Soul. They had people focused first, like their team. They had a really strong uh, team dynamic yeah. and what they were after, what they wanted to see succeed their whole purpose was to let businesses succeed in what they're doing. That's a lot of electric soul, yeah. right? We have other companies listed in our motto. It's like, I don't want you to come to me just because of my aesthetic, just because I'm the best. Yeah. I, at the best, I make the best pictures. Yep. I want you to come to me because I understand what you're after mm. and I want to listen and I want to grow with you and I want to partner with you to build that out for sure. the next five years. So it's outwards, outward focus. Yeah. It's others focus. So I had, I have a mentor. Um, okay. They, they had a company up in Ohio and it's called Ipso Creative. Okay. All right. And uh, like Ipso Facto, but. I don't even know the okay. reference. Is okay. it a lo-fi uh, reference? <laughs> it's a, it's a copywriting thing, right? Like Ipso, Ipso Facto. It's like whenever you get a Squarespace page and it's Laura got, Ipsum. Yeah. Laura Ipsum. Okay. Yeah. Ipso Facto. Um, <laughs> so yeah, same, same. Uh, but they had Ipso creative and it was okay. a really great agency. It closed or they sold it, um, I guess back in 2019, something like that. Um, so it is no longer a thing, okay. but all of that creativity and what mm -hmm. uh, expertise in that we go and we sit under and we're sure. like, Hey, Brent, mm -hmm. uh, Micah and I go over there and we're like, Brent, here's what we're up against. Yeah. What do we do? And he's sure. like, here's what I did. Man. Great. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll kind of glean from that, but I'm way more inspired by relationship than mm -hmm. I am anything else. Okay. So my friends at bridge city, like yeah. I'm inspired by what they're doing sure. as a coffee company, Yes. but I'm there all the time. You know, like yep. we're spurring each other on where, yep. uh, we, we share a van together. Right? Okay. Like, you're growing together in your separate businesses. I mean, you're right. in totally separate sectors. Yeah. Totally you're growing, different things. Like the mm -hmm. relationship is there. Yeah. 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 So, there's like, rather than looking at something like Tesla or yep. whatever, like I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about any of that stuff. Hmm. Right. Like it's so far removed from me. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't care, but yeah. I'm going to find things that are close to home and mm. people that are doing things. And I'm going to try to get in the room with what they're doing and be a part of that. Really good. 
Last question, Carter. How does your business mesh with your personal and family life? And what in your mind constitutes a rich and successful life? So I built my company so that I could spend time with my kids. Okay. So that's at the core of everything that mm-hmm. I want to do. I We homeschool. Like I believe in the, the idea of if you, if you commit to having kids, mm-hmm. like commit to raising them and yeah. to educating them and to yeah. like share life with them. It's an undertaking. So like that's huge for me and my family. Like we do it a lot together. Okay. And I've got three little boys, right? So they're they're small and so a lot of it is just wild and crazy. I bet. But like the whole purpose behind work is to help, you know, buy diapers. Sure. You know, like yeah. to to buy new science. Yep experiments, you know, to go in and learn and to do all that. So rough, like practically what Mm -hmm. that looks like is typically I work like four tens, right? So I start early work until five. I'm home at five throughout the week. Um, and like, I want to be there on Mondays. I work, we have a team meeting. Mm -hmm. I work from like seven to 11 and then I'm home all afternoon. My wife goes off. And she has, a, she has yep. a break that afternoon totally. and, like, comes home at bedtime. You know, yep. like, she can go hiking or whatever. Yes. Whatever makes makes her feel um, restored because she sure. has the whole week ahead yes. with three wild, crazy kids. Yep. Weekends, like, I don't shoot on weekends. Okay. I don't shoot at night okay. uh, unless I'm gone, like, sure. traveling. Traveled away. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, like, fully there. Yep. And I'm going to maximize it and I'm going to get everything done that I can yep. during that. I try not to take work home unless it's, like, a deadline and I okay. have to. Um, but I don't schedule shoots on Mondays ever. And so that's consistent. That's team building that morning. Mm -hmm. That's getting, getting things rolling. And then Mm -hmm. that is with, um, my kids in the afternoon. Yeah. So that's huge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I work from seven to 10 or not seven to 10, seven to five. Yes. Throughout four other days. The other days. Gotcha. Um, not that it's like a 40 hour work week that that's, specific, but that's what I want to commit to my mm-hmm. work, whether that's being in a coffee shop, talking ideas, doing mm-hmm. this podcast, uh, yeah. reaching out to other people, shooting pictures, taking a walk, going to counseling, like all those things that like help you develop yeah. as who you are. And so mm. that's, that's big for me. I want to be home. Like that's why being a wedding photographer never was yeah. my, no, my, cup of tea. I, I did no. it for a long time. Yeah. I shot it, but you have to really hate your Saturdays, <laughs> you know, like you have to Huge give away your Saturday totally. and like, that's fine. And you, you have to shoot at golden hour. Yeah. Like I think that golden hour is dinner hour. I'd yeah. rather be having dinner yeah. with my family than shooting yeah. golden hour. Yeah. Um, and if I do, it's going to cost more, <laughs> like, sure. right. Yeah. If that's what's required of it, like that's, that's a big investment. Um, for me, to, yeah, it's pulling to you away, right? So yeah. I want to make great pictures at noon. Sure, I want to make great <laughs> pictures at one thirty in the afternoon or yeah. at eight a.m. Right, like when everybody else is showing up. Like that's whenever I want to be on. Yeah, because that's that's what I care about. So I'm going to do that in the studio. I'm going to yep. do that with lights. I'm going to yep. build these scenes and build this collection of work that is meaningful, powerful, mm-hmm. and helps me go home at five and o'clock. performed within your boundaries that you've set man creativity within constraint jeez 
Incredible. Close us out with where can people find out more about Carter Tippins, more about Electric Soul. Yeah. Any sort of parting. Well, um, one of the things that I didn't get to mention okay. is that I'm a, a club sandwich influencer. I've okay. got my own. <laughs> uh, I have my own Instagram club sandwich account. Tell us. At Carter's Clubs. Go follow it. It's the best. <laughs> Kidding me? And, uh, <laughs> at Carter's Clubs. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a real creative endeavor for me this past year. Okay. Is to uh, be building Carter's Clubs. I don't have like a person. I have a like at Carter T on Instagram, okay. but it's I haven't posted there in Not like a, lot a of year. Activity. No, it's, it's some it's Soul. film stuff. It's sure. my kids, all that. Okay. And then Electric Souls, where you find work. Okay. Um, and it's E L E C T Soul. Um, okay. So it's like missing an eye, like the weekend. Yes, right? like, got you. We're, we try to be cool, like the weekend. Got you, got you. Um, and but yeah, that's the my my creative endeavors are Carter's Clubs and Electric Soul. That's that's where you'll actually see me uh, on the interwebs. Sweet. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Y'all, the B Knox podcast is mostly about having fun and chatting with cool folks. But if you think it might be of benefit to someone in your social circle, would you consider telling them about it? You could shoot them a text with the link or something. If there are nuggets of wisdom or entertainment in these convos that could help or encourage others, that's the type of stuff that I want to put out into the world. Thanks so much for listening to these.